Ladies and gentlemen, Triple M has rocked Sydney since way back when. And while some shows come and go, one show remains. Absolutely brilliant. The Triple M Dead Set Legends. Listen to the crowd roar. The greatest sports legends. Would you put your hands together? The soundtracks your Saturday mornings. And in 2022, a couple of the stars return to the starting lineup. And here we go. The best broadcaster in the business, Dan Ganane, and racing royalty, Richard Friedman, join Iron Woman, Candace Warner. Oh, it's Belts on. Welcome. So welcome back. The Triple M Dead Set Good Legends. Good morning. We've got a pump crew this morning. Richard's wolfed down a bacon and egg roll already. That normally doesn't happen until later. Candace <laughs> is uh, pumped up because the Bunnies had a big win. Damien Cook is going to join us. So is Ryan Girdler. Um, also, we've got so much to talk to. The very sad story of Paul Green. Uh, Greg Rust, of course, talking motorsport. Uh, as usual, these two will find a way to squeeze Nick Kyrgios into the show. And the thing that cannot be killed, the Candace quiz makes a return. The $100 Bingley voucher up for grabs. Candace, good morning. Good morning. And the quiz can't be killed because it's so outstanding. No, because it's a cane toad. <laughs> it's ugly, but you can't You're kill You're just it. jealous, Rich, that you don't have a quiz. And it, and if you did, it wouldn't be as successful as mine. Was that uh, bacon and egg roll nice, Richard, considering you... You vacuum that down in six seconds. Why did you bring this up? Because it was unseemly the way you just wolfed that thing down. Also, Dan, have you noticed that you've paid for breakfast, I've paid for breakfast. Hang on, you paid once. I've paid 20 times. Yeah, how many you times has work? Richard paid? I don't carry cash. <laughs> no, neither do we. So how can yes, I give back cash to go down and get yes, the breakfast? Right? Uh, she can take my yeah, phone. Yeah, because the wallet puts you back. Your osteopath says <laughs> exactly. it puts you back puts out. Yes, back out. I've got a little disc <laughs> issue on that triple side. Triple M. Oh, please. Triple M dead set legends. <laughs> uh, we're off and running. Uh, we will come back right after this. Big win for the Bunnies and Parramatta. Boy, they've got some problems. Damien Cook after this. Triple M. When talking sport 24-7 is barely enough. Are you Ever shut up. This is Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Unbelievable. With Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman and Candace Warner. Poor Damien Cook, he's been online listening to our dribble for 90 seconds off air. One of us idiots had the headphones in the wrong bloody plug. Um, it wasn't Richard or Candace. <laughs> Dan. And then Richard Richard was talking about horses for uh, 60 seconds with Damien. Well, well, Damien, Damien got, Damien's good morning, an owner Damien. Good morning, Damien. Valued Congratulations. Good morning. Morning. How, How does Damien go as an owner? Is he one of those on the email whinging all the time? And... No, no, because he's a, he understands the nature of sport. Uh, he understands that the you know there's more that goes on that you don't see, and he's a very process. good owner. A lot, lot, lot of things done behind the scenes. A lot of process. <laughs> more importantly, how is Richard as a trainer? Mate, we've uh, no, he's been been pretty good, and um, we haven't had a running yet. Communicating well, that it, we've, we've been unlucky with. Um, all the wet weather last year. Yeah. Um, we had a couple of trials that got cancelled. Just yeah. um, obviously, but the horse is looking good. Good looking horse. So yeah. um, um, keen like to go out and, and visit. So and, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, all positive at the moment. Welcome any time, uh, Damien. Congratulations on last night's win to twenty six to nil to keep the eels to 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 nil is outstanding. Yeah, it was. Uh, I think that was a, a great sign of last night's win. You know, it was obviously good to get the win, but there was a couple of signs in that game, especially our, our Disford not allowing them out of their own end, which has been a, a big work on, a big issue for us this year. And and the other one, I think, just keeping them to nil, like you said, and, you know, especially that last five minutes, just where they were chucking everything at us and we're scrambling and protecting our line as, as best we could. And um, I think JD would have been real impressed with that. 
like horse racing, we always go into a race with a plan. Like this is how we're going to win the race. What was your plan going in? What did you think were their weaknesses that you could capitalise on? Uh, not really weaknesses. We, we had a big focus on ourselves and we needed to make sure we started fast. They're quite a physical side. They're a big side. And when they get in front, they're very hard to, uh, for us to chase down. So we've, we've had some luck with them in the past, but it's all about starting well. We've made sure we've front-loaded all our energy into um, you know, defence especially and um, just trying to lock them in their own end. And like I said before, not letting them out of their own end with discipline, which we've had in the, in the past. We've let uh, too many penalties and just allowing teams to get out. So I thought that was a good sign last night. And uh, we went toe-to-toe with them for a long time and just uh, obviously came out the other side. You know, we got the, the scoreline was to nil, but uh, this definitely didn't reflect how, how hard that game was. Yeah, the Bunnies have won six from their last seven. Uh, it could have been seven from seven if, you know, with that after that golden point in, at Shark Park. What has been the turnaround? Is it been, you know, the spine working better together? Has it been the defence? What is it in particular that you guys have been working on? Um, probably a bit of everything. I think we just had a bit of a slow start to the year and very inconsistent. Uh, win one, lose lose one. Win a couple, lose a couple. So was, we're just uh, doing things that weren't uh, in our nature um, and probably a bit frustrating at times at the start of the year because of how well we were playing last year as well and we're trying to recreate that when it's obviously a different side as well. So this year... Um, you know, we've got little things along the way. We're, like I said, with discipline out of yard, that's been a big improvement in the last last probably month. Um, before that, completions, we were 16th in completions halfway through the year, but yet still winning games and sitting around eight. So, um, and the defence was, was there. So, but, you know, sometimes we're just having to do too much defence and obviously that's going to get us by the end of the game. So with the completion rate being up, um, which is obviously on the back of the spine, um, you know, big focus on the spine improving and playing well together. Um, Latrell coming back does does help, and I think he's been uh, building nicely. You know, we spent the whole preseason with him, um, training with him at fullback, and then we've missed him for so much. So it's good to have him back, and um, all those combos are coming back to life again. Why is he so happy at the moment? I mean, the footy footy side's going great, but he's got a big smile on his face. He's playing with the crowd. It seems like he hasn't. We haven't seen him this happy in a long time. I, I think he's just sick of sitting on the sidelines. He's a you know he's he loves this, those big moments. He just. The last couple of years, he's you know he come from the Roosters a couple of grand finals. He's in the last couple of se- uh, final series of us. He's been injured or suspended, so I think he just he's sick of being off the field. He's um, gone over there and tried to fix up his body with little niggling injuries that he's had uh, in the past, and come back with a real different focus. And and um, at the moment, we're just try- just trying to harness that and make sure we keep doing what we need to do on the field as a team. And allow our players, uh, like the like the troll, to to do their thing off the back of it. All right. Well, your line's going on us, so we're going to let you go, Damien. But congratulations. Best thing about a big win on a Friday night. Now you got all weekend to salivate. Probably have a punt this afternoon, and uh, it's, a, it's it's going to be a lucky dip. What what he could get up to over there? A we weekend. go. Well, he's a good boy, Damien. He's not going to do anything too silly. Um, I've got to go to flip out soon to a uh, trampoline place, so no rest, rest for the wicked with my daughter. So. Oh, okay. Do not get injured. Good now, that would be a, a, a nasty way to get injured. Don't do it. You'd never live it down. See well, you, Damien. We'll be jumping on Candace's horse this afternoon. So. Yeah. <laughs> See you, Damien. See you later. Thanks, See you, Damien. He was fantastic last night. Cam Murray somehow is getting better. And Junior Totola. No, people are starting to take notice. He is a gun as like a front row. Isaac Thompson on the outside of um, Latrell. He he was really good. 
Damien's not the biggest bloke in the world. Made forty-four, I think, forty-four tackles last night. And all, every week. Yeah, I know, but they're, they're all mean, like, it's, it, it, they're all in the middle of the park too, where the the biggest blokes are running at him. Dan, you made a really good point about Latrell. He's so happy at the moment. He was interviewed after the game, and he was just ooze confidence. He said. You know, we're coming after you, boys, as in, like, we've got the Panthers next week. We're coming after you. So, uh, as a Rabbitoh fan, loving it. Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman, and Candace Warner, the Triple M Dead Set Legends. Uh, all right. The big story is obviously Paul Green and a very sad story that goes without saying. And everything that, about Paul that, that could be said has been said. I found a very interesting piece from our colleague, um, Brent Reed suggesting the game needs to do more to help coaches. Um, it was an interesting angle uh, that there there are there are people there, men of league, to help players, but yet coaches are under the most pressure of all. Now, I'm not saying that's totally linked with Paul Green. Obviously, there might be other factors at play. But That's, it is an interesting point. Is there too much pressure on coaches? That is, the point for me, the more interesting point is exactly the one you just raised. We're all making this assumption that it's the pressure of coaching that drove Paul to take his own life. It might have had nothing to do with the pressure of coaching mm. or not coaching. It might have nothing to do with his professional life. We just don't know. There is inevitably and sadly, a lot of times when people take their own lives, they often have problems that nobody knows about, that they're not prepared to talk to anybody about. It could be a whole range of things. I won't go into them. You can use your imagination. Yeah, but I think going back to what Dan said, is there too much pressure on coaches? And I would have to say, yes. I mean, look at this year. Look at the fiasco at West Tigers. Look at uh, how many interim coaches, look what's happened to Barrett, look at, at the Bulldogs, at even the pressure that's on. Um, well, poor Seabold was, you know, turned into a pretzel a couple of, last year at the Broncos. Yeah, it, it, and, and I think that there's help out there for the players. I think that the um, the NRL definitely needs to look at some sort of whatever it may be, some, something they need to put into place for these coaches because, like you said, they're the ones who are under the most the most pressure. It's really weird that something that starts as a, a game that you play for fun turns into something that you have to get psychiatric help with. I mean, where did that tipping point come? Where, when, you know, the, the game of cricket or the game of rugby league suddenly became such a misery that the people running the game have to provide counselling for the players to keep them sane. I mean, it, it, I but don't it's know. the coaches I mean, who get all the blame. So if the players are, and and rightly, yeah, like but sometimes it's the trainers that get all the blame in in horse yeah, racing. I understand but, that, but it's the players you know, who come out sometimes and go, "Oh, the boys just didn't turn up today." But then it's the it's not the players who get crucified it, for for losing that game. It's the coach. Yeah, but it's just it, you just have to. I don't know it's easy to say and hard to do. You have to keep perspective. You know, they're kicking a bit of leather around the field. I'm teaching beautiful but, you know, reasonably unintelligent animals to run around the circle. Mm. That's what I do. Yes, but it matters to a lot of people. Like the reason, you know, the media bangs on, and I'm not defending the media because we're part of it, obviously, 
they bang on every day, every day, every day. It's because people click on it every day, every day, every day, and listen to it every day, every day, every day. So everyone is complicit in this. So it's easy to say, is there too much pressure? Or ask, is there too much pressure on coaches? And there probably is. But what's the solution? Because the pressure ain't going away. We've got a game that's watched by so many people and and, um, is on the back page every day for seven months, eight months of the year. And every time they go to the pub, there's people, all they want to talk about is cricket or football or racing or something with them. All they want to do is ask questions, and all these people largely want to do is sit there, drink their beer, and watch the TV like everybody else. Well, it was interesting. A few weeks ago, we spoke to Madge Maguire um, on the back page, and he was saying that he misses the adrenaline. He misses each week that um, that high that he used to That's get. That's a bad thing from from. From coaching, that is a bad. So thing. this is where you know they yeah, also that's all need... you've done for twenty years, Rich. So... Uh, that's a bad thing when you get to that point where the very thing that makes it difficult, you're craving. That is a problem. Yeah, but but it isn't necessarily a problem. I just think that these coaches they need some sort of help, whether it be um, guidance while they while they're coaching, but then after they um, you know lose their job, and it could be something as as simple as just. Uh, someone in, in rugby league trying to help them find a job or find a pathway after they, they've been sacked or wh- whatever it may be. Mm, That'd right. be nice for everybody because it's not just people who are in professional sport. You, if you've got four kids and you lose your job and you've got them in school and all that sort of thing, You've got just as much pressure as that. I understand, but the NRL have the yeah, but the NRL have the ability to help these coaches. So why shouldn't they? One three eleven fourteen is the number for Lifeline. Thirteen eleven fourteen. If it happens on the field, in the change rooms, or the car park, hear about it here. Triple M's Dead Set Legends: Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman, Candace Warner. Sometimes the TV behind us is the gift that keeps on giving. So Sunrise is on this, pictures of that <laughs> Melissa Caddick, and Candace has come up with a theory. I watched it on no, 60 no, Minutes. I want to hold no, okay. just hold it, hold it. We've got a little slot coming up in the second hour. Look, if you're doing, blow... you've got something to do, right, just do it then because this will be <laughs> absolutely, this will be drivel. Okay. No, that, that, we already smash her quiz. Don't smash her. My opinion. Ridiculous conspiracy theory. It's Don't not a conspiracy ridiculous. theory. Let's do this. If it happened overnight, you'll hear it in the Triple M Deadset Legends Sports Update. AFL, uh, Swans, massive game tomorrow. The Swans, Rich, uh, they play Collingwood. Sold out SCG. This this is a big game. Top four up for grabs. Last night, Brisbane beat St Kilda. That did not help. No, that did not help. And you know what? St Kilda were in that game till the last half of the last quarter. Mm. And their their pressure just dropped. Their kicking went off. And it just allowed Brisbane, with a bit more class, to get over the line. That didn't help us. But Swans Collingwood, this is... For the Swans, the match of the season. So well, this far. has been sold out for days. Yeah, this is a this is this is one that even I will sit and watch. Like I'm, I'm really excited for this oh, one. Oh, what a backhand! Hey, Swanee, no, no, Guess I'm what? just saying. Even I will put my. Yeah. I, I prefer to watch the NRL over <laughs> yes. AFL, so that's well, why I, I will. The NRL game is Gold Coast versus Manly. Yeah. I think yeah. the Swans might <laughs> win that why? little battle. She's watched her game uh, for the yeah, NRL. South, that's the right. Souths game. Um, now it's not official. But it's nearly official. Cam Smith's move to live golf is reportedly a done deal. 100 million American. And given the, all the reports and the fact he refuses to hose them down, I think we can assume this he's, is happening. He's gone. I don't have a problem with this at all. 
I'm telling you, well, they're okay, what would you do? What would you guys do? If you were offered, what was he rumoured to be offered? $120 million. What, Rich, what would you do? I would like to claim that I'm not a mercenary sports person, but I would go because you don't know. You, would. You, do, you don't know that if you're a golfer, you could hit, strike the ball the wrong way tomorrow, break your wrist and never be able to play at that okay. level again. But it's got to be a number. That makes you th- hundred million. No one thinks. Of course, you do it, and you justify it in your mind. U.S. By the way, you understand that, Rich. But what if it's three million, right? Because you've got to consider. Or it's got to be that sort of number that changes your three life. Three million. No one's going for three yeah, million. Yeah, yeah. If you're, you're ranked number Sorry, one thousand and fifty in the world, you're going no, for three million. No, I'm just saying if you're Cam Smith, you no, wouldn't saying, be going. Let's say as a commentator, for instance. Let's say Richard Friedman. They ring you up. And they say, we like your candidate. We'd ask Charles Barkley. He's not a golf person. We want you. He's three million bucks. Rich is going. So maybe not for three million. That's a question. Right? Maybe not for three Because you've got to assume you're never going to work at your game. For five, night. I'm going. <laughs> oh, okay. Right? I'm not the live boss. You're not negotiating with me. So do but we I... think that Cam's going to make his announcement after the FedEx? Maybe the President's Cup. Okay. But it might be after the FedEx. By the way, he's eighth, uh, the last I saw. Actually, he's moved up tight for fifth. What about the dick move that Scotty Scheffler put on him? Yeah, Walked trot across on his, his line. line. I don't rate Grow that. Grow up, Scotty. Especially, exactly. Especially like Cam. He hasn't moved yet. So at the moment, he's still part of the PGA. So come on. And Scheffler's number one in the world. Like, what is that? It's just Well, because Cam's number two and looked like going past him the way Scheffler's been playing of late. So... Maybe he's got his nose out of joint, but you know it could. He'll claim, "Oh, it's an accident. I'm sorry, mate. I didn't mm. see you. You were there." Now, That's not professional golfers don't make that mistake. Now, one of Australia's seven million gold medals in Birmingham was in women's cricket. What about? Hang on, we had a player with COVID allowed to play. Haven't things changed? Anyway, Meg Lang for Meg Lanning. That was the end of the line because she's taking an indefinite break away from the game. There's someone who's earned a break. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think she took over the captaincy in 2014. She's basically won every <laughs> single thing since um, taking over. But it just goes to show how much cricket's being played, how much COVID has, has taken its toll. Um, you know, this is quite, um, yeah, this is this is strong of her to do this. Mm. She doesn't generally talk a lot in the media. She doesn't share a lot about her personal life. So, um, yeah, good on her for... But for doing this. All right. Triple M, this is the Dead Set Legends. Uh, Greg Rust is coming up on the other side of this, which, of course, we do for Bendix Breaks. Triple M. Game, set and match. And other cliches time permitting. Triple M's Dead Set Legends with Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman and Candice Warner. Rusty's Motorsport Update. For Bendix, Bendix Brakes. Put your foot down with confidence. Yes, indeed. Our good mate Greg Rust is from the Rusty's Garage podcast, a very popular podcast which you can get free from or on the listener app. Hello, Rusty. And good morning. Um, you know, we haven't heard much about Rusty last week. All we talked about was Ricardo, Dan Ricardo. He's gone. He's going to get the bullet. Haven't heard much about um, that and Oscar uh, Piastri and, and, and all the things in and around there. What What is doing there? Well, also, the sport is on a mid-season break, so that's probably added a bit to it. So, um, you know, you, you're not having regular contact mm. with the drivers and teams because we're not a race meeting. So it's a couple of weeks before the sport um, resumes. A, a colleague of mine who writes for um, Speed Cafe, Matt Kosh, has, has pondered 
about the, the sort of next phase of this. There's a bit to play out, and, and will there be a pretty hefty payout from McLaren's side? It sounds like, uh, if it's true, that Dan sort of holds the cards in, in that regard. And would Alpine, the, the, the team, similarly um, pursue legal action in the French courts um, in, in relation to, uh, to losing Oscar and, and things around that. So, um, yeah, a little bit of a ways to go. It's quite. Dan's posted a photo of him being on holidays and smiling. So, um, so hopefully it all, all works out okay. We've got a couple of uh, superstars have got sons working their way into this sport. Mick Doohan's son, Jack. He, will he get a run in F1 next year? You know what, Richard? He's tantalisingly close. It, it's... it's um, this whole subject is uh, brewing because he's had two wins in the second-tier Formula 2 series this year. He's in his late teens. He's already tested some older spec uh, F1 cars, and he's a part of that Alpine Academy. So with, with Piastri seemingly leaving, you know, would that open the door for Jack in, in some ways? So you know, his dad was mighty talented, as you know, on, on two wheels. Jack's gone on the four-wheel path and was very good through go-karting and so on. Um, Maybe, some would argue, needs another year to, to, to win that championship at, at least. But he's been on the podium in, in recent time and certainly making people stand up and wonder if he's ready to, to make that step. And Rusty, Remy Gardner, which we know, Wayne Gardner's son, is he going to keep his MotoGP ride next year? So, Candice, he, he rides for a satellite team, right? That's so not a full factory spec machine. We know Jack Miller is going to the factory KTM squad next year. Um, Remy's had little glimpses of brilliance this year, but we, if we're honest, we probably wanted more. But I'm one of those believers that you need you need a bit of time. You know, it's, it's a brutal game where you got to deliver, um, you know, almost straight away. But it's not a it's not a bike to fully show his his talent. We saw how good he was in the in the second tier of the sport. I hope he gets another season. But one of the executive at, at KTM has suggested that you know maybe it's not all um, all certain in terms of the rider lineup for that squad that um, that Remy races for. Hopefully he can go on and do what his what his famous dad did in, mm. in 1987 and win in the Premier Class. That'd be cool. Oh, sure would. Uh, Bendix breaks. Put your foot down with confidence. Thank you, Rusty. See you, gang. Speak to you next you, week. How good's that? You got a sport that is the, one of the richest sports in the world. They still have a mid-season break in the middle oh, of the yeah. European yeah. summer. <laughs> Jeez. I wouldn't mind one in horse racing. No breaks <laughs> there. Just on a boat for two weeks. Yeah, but I've got a, the, the sport goes on. It never stops. One day a year we don't race. And you watch. That'll disappear as well. How are you complaining? You send us photos from this bloody boat in Greece. I know. Give us a oh, winner. I wasn't That's in Greece what you last need week. to do. That's what you need to do. It's time you delivered us a winner. We'll do that after this. Triple M Dead Set Legends. Get your helmet on. This is Triple M's Dead Set Legends with Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman and Candice Warner. Gerds is going to join us to talk footy. We'll concentrate on the eels, actually, after we spoke to Damien Cook talking about South. Eels are in a bit of trouble. I don't think they can make the four, um, even if they get hot. Speaking of needing to get hot, Richard, your tips have been okay in a lot of placings at good prices. You're ungrateful. Well, last it wouldn't matter tip. if I tip him. I have to tip a winner every single no, week. No, no, Last week's They've tip was been terrible. Okay, to hang say. On, hang, on, hang on, you had a crack at it. Yeah, okay, no, Richard, come on. You, yeah, you, but I, all right, go. Let's go, Rich, please. <laughs> okay, we're going to go down to Kembla. Mm. Uh, got one running down there, I think will be hard to beat. Noble Legend, number one in race five. He's at $7 at the moment Ooh, or thereabouts. Okay. okay. But we've taken the blinkers off him and. 
he's been over racing a little bit and not finishing off. I think he'll relax back in the field a bit more and he'll finish off hard. And that's the way you like him to, to run at Kembla. They, they've got to finish off hard. Okay. Straight. There we go. Race five, number one, Kembla Grange. Good luck, everybody. Ladies and gentlemen, the best broadcaster in the business, Dan Ganane and racing royalty, Richard Friedman. Join Iron Woman, Candice Warner. Welcome back. Uh, big first hour been and gone. Damien Cook was great, uh, plus uh, Greg Rust as well. Now, we do put these shows on podcast. Uh, I know because Candace can't find it every week. Every week there's the uh, – Dan, where's the podcast? Yeah, but it's not easy well, to what, find. What, what are you doing with it? No, it's on the listener app. It's on You're the listener app. You're listening to yourself, aren't you? No, I no, have you other are. people that listen. No, Dave wants to listen. Like Dave Genuinely, Dave's in India and wants from... to listen. No, no, no. Uh, I think so you it is, are. It is on listener. Because I've got people who want to listen to us. Uh, that's right. That's exactly right, Richard. Stop it, Dan. <laughs> exactly you know what's going right. on here. Gerds is coming up next. Uh, the Candace quiz, dear God, one triple three five three. Um, now we won't take calls on that yet, but we will soon. Another sports update and the list of grievances all on the way. Make sure you're wearing protection because it's about to get rough. There it is, that's out. Triple M's Dead Set Legends with Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman, and Candace Warner. Triple M Dead Set Legends. We uh, covered South Sydney side of things with uh, Damian Cook, of course, early. There's some concerns for Parramatta. There's some massive concerns, Richard and Candice. Uh, they're not going to make the top four. You know, they've got a terrible four and against, and they don't look like a team that can win four finals in a row. It's almost schizophrenic with them. They, they, one day they turn up, oh, no one will ever beat them. Next day they turn up, can't score a point. Can't score a point. They're in six at the moment. I think they're, you know, they're just going to hang on to the top eight. They've got the, the dogs next week, the Broncos, and then the Storm. So... Uh, if the Broncos win today, they will leapfrog them. Gerds, uh, part of Triple M footy on a Saturday, of course. Hello to you. Yeah, good morning, guys. Um, are they done, Parramatta? It's hard to say. Like, I mean, a couple of weeks ago when they when they just put the Panthers through their pay, they, oh. they just took them out easily. And with, they experienced it and so forth. And then it was like, okay, well, no one can beat Parramatta. They've beaten Melbourne. They've beaten the Panthers twice. Mm. Mitchell Moses has been out for a couple of weeks. They were good last week against sort of Manly in a pretty hostile environment up there in, in Brookvale, and then they just did not fire a shot. I think the concerning thing is last night they just got beaten at their own game. I mean, you know, that power game through the middle is, you know, what they've that's their bread and butter, and, and they just didn't fire a shot at all last night. So, yeah, look, they're best and they're worst for mine at this point of the year, and you can see the focus of those teams that are coming. Yeah, you can see the defence of Melbourne on Thursday night, the defensive and the efforts around those parts of the game for South Sydney last night. That's the concern. They just haven't got their house in order defensively. And I think at this time of year, um, yeah, you're not going to go too much farther. Gerds, do you think it's also a mental thing? Uh, all year we've we've heard about the Eels, um, you know, being able to beat the the easier sides and then struggle against the good sides isn't a mental thing now. Do you think? I don't know, mate. Yeah, maybe because yeah, they 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 like to get up for the occasion. I think in in years gone, they've sort of struggled all the other way. They they'd sort of, you know, they'd beat the game that the teams that they needed to beat, but then when they'd get up around those top four sides, they'd really sort of struggle to compete with them. It's like they didn't have the artillery and. And now they've sort of flipped that, but they just can't do the sort of the day-to-day stuff. So it must be a metal thing, Candice, because they've certainly got the ability. They've got the side on paper. They don't have a lot of experience at rep level. Like if you, if you go through that side, and 
Um, obviously, Junior Borlo this year was able to play Origin, and he's done that for a couple of years, and, and Campbell Gillard was there. But other than those two guys, really, um, they don't have a lot of rep players, and maybe they just don't understand around you know the things around preparation and what it takes on a weekly basis just to make sure that you know, you're at your best because you just, you, you know, like Richard, you just don't know what you're going to get on a weekly basis. It's just, yeah, it's, it's a little bit, um, yeah, it's hard to believe, isn't it, what you get yeah, with Paramount? Yeah, it's a, it's a lucky dip. Long-term tip, right? We won't carve this in stone, but I want to know who you think will fight out the, the grand final. Um, gee, that's a good, that's a good question. It's been a, it's been a, um, a cracking back end of the season. Usually it's a little bit boring after Origin Rich and we go mm. we fall into this sort of the yeah. pre finals little little slumber. But this year, I mean, uh, we've got the Roosters, we've got South Sydney, we've got the Cowboys who are sort of throwing down their challenge. Penrith are wobbling at the moment with injury and so forth and um and now sort of Parramatta have fallen off the wagon. I mean it's um Can I say this then? I'll make a bit easier. Do you think do you think the Cowboys or the Sharks have the class to make it that far? Are they the two vulnerable ones in the the top, say six, or even if you well, go down? Well, you would eight? you would say with experience over the last couple of years of those sides, you know, that I just mentioned coming into finals, that yeah, in that sort of situation, you would have to probably give them an, a slight advantage. Penrith, when they get all their players back, obviously, you would think you're going to make another a, a late charge at the, at the finals, and and if their form sort of warrants it, but. Yeah, I would say that the if I'm if I'm a side at the moment, Rich, and I'm in the you know top two or three, and I'm the Sharks or I'm the Cowboys, I'm excited, but I'm also looking over my shoulder at you know the Roosters and the Rabbits just coming on the way they are. Roosters have got a bit to make up. That's right. When you've got a couple yeah. of guns in the bottom part of the eight, that that can make a yep. really good final series. Now we are guilty goods, all of us, of overhyping things. So. Latrell, Mitchell, we've got to be, you know, we should be a bit careful, but we're starting to get to a point where it's almost impossible to overhype. Every touch this bloke has at the moment, something is happening. Yeah, it's just been an incredible return from injury, hasn't it, for what he's, you know, done individually. I think there's some certain parts of his game, Dan, and we spoke about it last week at the Warriors, his second efforts around defensively, I think. Sometimes, you know, if, if a team makes a line break against him, Sometimes he'll shut that down, but he just won't get on his bike and make that next play. And the good fullbacks, you know, in in our game, you know, that's what they're that's their bread and butter. So I think there's certain parts of his game that sort of defensively probably need to improve as he as he gets into the back end of the season and those really important games. But with the football, but I, can I also just say I think Cameron Murray is oh probably the form player of the competition at the moment. We saw what he did early stages last week against the Warriors and just. Last night, going out against that big pack of Parramatta, knowing what their strengths are, his ability to sort of to, to play that role at third and digging into the line, passing inside and out, he made 44 tackles last night, played for 73 minutes, ran over 200 metres. The guy's in just absolute, you know, the form is um, is unbelievable. And, and I just think um, what, what South Sydney are doing with the football is on the back of what he's doing in the middle of the ruck. And, uh, they've still got Tom Burgess to come back, and obviously Murray's, uh, sorry, Campbell Graham's not too far away. So they're humming along nicely. And Luttrell, well, he's just the, the cream of the cake, isn't he? I mean, he just, he just makes it all look so easy. All right, beautiful. Uh, what's going on this morning, Gerds? I know you've got to work this afternoon. What's happening in sunny Queensland? 
It's not that sunny, Dan. Just a little stroll, get some sort of breakfast and do a little bit Good. of prep. And You um, have whinged about the, the Queensland weather ever <laughs> since. Every time I... Sp- oh, it's all, it's it's right. Dan, it, it rains all the time up here. He talks it down so that <laughs> yeah, we don't sort of feel jealous. <laughs> We've been talking for yeah. a week about all the pressure in rugby league and <laughs> this man suffers from none of it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Midday, you can hear Gerds and the team Tony running the show the Saturday Scrum. See you, Gerds. See you guys. Triple M Dead Set Legends. uh, A wild conspiracy theory coming up (laughs) right after this. When talking sport 24-7 is barely enough. Will you ever shut up? This is Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Unbelievable. With Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman and Candice Warner. Um, I've got to say, every time I drive past that new football stadium, Candice, it does look good. I mean, it had won it for that price. It looks sensational. I I hope the Bunnies play there next year. Yeah, what? that's unbelievable that that becomes a thing. You know, I was told the government, the state government pushed them about 12 months ago and said, we actually need you to play there because, you know, we need to fill that venue. We need to get things happening at that venue. Now they've changed their tune and now they want South to no, play. They've got a new stadium. They don't want the South's crowd in there oh, damaging absolutely it. absolutely you do. At least we've got fans that go to the games. The Roosters, well, Manly. that's another story. All right. They don't cross that bridge. Here we go. Bridge. Here we go. Uh, Candace Warner, what did you say? Um, I don't know. I guess about half an hour, 40 minutes ago, oh, when no. you saw those pictures on Channel 7 Sunrise. What, what was it uh, that, uh, that. Well, everyone's saying that Melissa Caddick is dead. Now, I think. You know why? She's faked her own death. You know why they're saying that? And I think there's a. They're not saying that. She is alive. There's a possibility that she could what, be alive. What, what, this is a smart woman. What goes through your head? What? They found her foot floating in a sand In Tartra, right? In Tartra. Yes. What do you this think she a, was doing? This, she's there soaring no, off her foot, no, no, no. right? And while she's bleeding out, she this puts a, the foot in the sand shoe yep. and throws it into the this water. Is, this is a place where she just happened to, as a, as a young girl, she grew up there um, having her family oh, holidays and her foot God. just happened to. No, no. No, I, I think that she's still possibly alive Hobbling somewhere in another country. With missing one yep. foot that's yep. been, that, that she's she sawed off and put Which in a sand yeah, When you think about it, it's a small price to pay. 100% it is. Like, Who's doing it? Well, she was obviously going to be knocked off if, if uh, well, someone. Exactly, well, Dan. I, there's a lot of money involved. She could have made it someone's. You know when you knock someone And how come there's no CCTV footage of her going anywhere? Yeah, or you're go- turning me around here. Yeah, exactly. Oh, come on, she lives near where she is. There is something. Well, and how come? She may have Richard, gone there is something dodgy. There is, I, I, I don't know. I don't think Candace's theory is there. That's way out there. But I've got to say this. There is something odd about this whole story. No, I don't think it's that odd. Like one of two things has happened to her. Yeah, but a body after a while will always go to the top. Why have we not found her body? No, 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 no. No, not if it's been, you know, why is there no C- up. Yeah, why okay, is there okay. no okay. CCTV okay. footage of her going else anywhere else this other than crazy. leaving her it's, house? Well, well, don't you talk either. Don't sit up there like you are. She's you know, probably in Greece he or in Ibiza somewhere. She's not in Greece or Ibiza. How do you know? I was just in Greece. I never saw her. <laughs> Dan, what about you? Don't point at me. The moon landing never happened. I don't think it did. My God. It's what? the easiest thing to roll people up. I have questions. How could they have a live coverage of the moon landing? They couldn't even have live coverage of the Mexico Olympics the year before. <laughs> and you're telling me they can, get, they can fire a, a satellite straight to the moon and have live pictures. Why would they bother? Uh, 
Come on, Rich. You're not that naive, are you? It was Russia versus America, the space race. You're old. You should know this. I saw it. I watched that bloke land on the... Christ, you are old. I didn't... Are you serious? Yeah, I was in in year two. (laughs) And we were sat down. They said, the bloke's about to to step onto the moon. We said, oh, bull. (laughs) It's not going to happen. There it was. You know, it's the longest running television show in the history of Australia, the moon landing. I think it's a Guinness Book of... Continuous coverage for a oh, week. Oh, right. You're Imagine saying the they just want to sell ads. And, in there, I don't think they've sold many ads. Imagine <laughs> the fill that went on there. I mean, my God. Uh, the, yeah. the garbage they would have talked about to get through the seven days. <laughs> Triple F. Beck, let's have a new segment let's, next week, Conspiracy Theories. Oh, I think like we know. That. Oh, I like Hasn't that. Hasn't she got enough, you know, segments of her own? This is not about me. No, oh, this one, yes. I this think is we about get the you. List, I think we can get the listeners in this one. Triple M Dead Set Legends. <laughs> Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman, and Candace Warner, the Triple M Dead Set Legends. If it happened overnight, you'll hear it in the Triple M Dead Set Legends Sports. These two, oh, fair dinkum, for five minutes have just argued about Melissa Caddick. I'm not kidding. <laughs> Will you shut up, the pair of you, please? <laughs> She's insane. Come, no, Rich is starting to come around. He's understanding. Nick Kyrgios. Here we go, everyone. The Nick Kyrgios part of the show. It was 7.30 on Thursday morning. One of them texts something in. Nick Kyrgios has now won 14 of his last 15 US Open just a fortnight away. He actually lost uh, overnight. He played um, in the quarterfinals in Toronto and he lost, but... That's the best he's ever gone in that tournament. I think going, he's now seeded going into the U.S. Open. So, by the way, do you know how many players? I'm not so, huh, are quite content to lose the week before the U.S. Open before they get to the semis and the finals. He's he beat Medvedev. He's looking good, and blip, people don't blip, like blip. it. But blip. he's a blip. Okay, okay. Well, and the, the blip's getting a little bit bigger. Yeah. But when he actually wins a major, then he gets out blip, of blip, blip territory. Tom, everyone, let's make it clear: Serena Williams. Says she doesn't want to have a big farewell to tennis. Now, sure, she did a big piece for Vogue announcing the US Open will almost certainly be her last major. So that will ensure those two weeks, or part of them, become the Serena farewell tour. But please, everybody, let's not make a big deal. That's not what Serena wants. That's why you announce it like two months before. So you can, you know, you don't have the big lap of honor. But what what is it with these people? Are they, are they so detached from reality that they don't realise what they're doing? Or do they realise what they're doing and they're just that cynical? Oh, I understand what you guys are saying, but you've got to give credit where credit's due. She's won 22 Grand Slams. She deserves it. And the, yeah, but know, don't come out and yeah, say, oh, oh, oh no, don't make a fuss. There's a lot of fans that would want to say goodbye no, to her. No, that's true. But, I mean, that's the thing. Just announce it. Don't say, yeah. oh, please don't make a fuss. Yeah. Please don't make no, a I fuss. No, I agree with but, that. But there's the thing about Serena. So you you two or, you know, you, Rich, get into Kyrgios because he's done some, you know, bad things on the court. Gee, Serena's done some nasty things. She's done worse. The final against Sam Stosa. She abused the umpire. She made Naomi Osaka cry to the point. I don't think Osaka's ever recovered from that. Mm-hmm. Um, she was caught cheating and denied it. I, as the mother, cannot believe what you're saying. Th- and then the coach admitted admitted that he was coaching her. Which- I think as well she did a fun run once to, to raise money for her charity, and she actually didn't run it. She started and then got in a, a car and then was at the end. I think I'm, I'm not joking. But, um, you know, she's – You're sure that's not another one of been, your conspiracy No, theories. she's been one of the greatest, and – I'll be sad to see her go. She inspired She's, me growing up, and she I'm sure she would have inspired me. She's probably the greatest women's tennis player ever. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about that in my book, but 
you know, no one's perfect. No. Uh, Not her either. It's been a few days, but you guys haven't had your say on this. Ricky Stewart's one-week ban for that extraordinary spray. spray. They get that right? Yeah. Uh, uh, what, extraordinary spray? spray. It's hard uh, to say that. Extraordinary spray, yes. <laughs> I, I think I think they got it right. And I know he said, yes, it wasn't the right platform to do it, but no, it wasn't. And we can't see that happening again. So I think they got it right. Yeah. I, I think Ricky's so smart that he thought, what can I say here that will just distract everybody for a week while, you know, no, they di- so. digest yeah. our loss. I but, think Ricky doesn't mind mis- uh, misdirection, but I don't think that was, I think that was, he just lost it. And this is just it. not just coaching on the sidelines for, for one game. This is not being around the team for That's the right. entire week. So, And it, the ban was at Tuesday at ski. 4 o'clock. So I don't think he can pick the next team, or at least legally. And well done to Jamie Rogers. She did it. Twelve and a half hours it took it across the English Channel. That's an effort. You know, Jamie's not been a professional athlete. She's just taken it up, I think, I would hazard a guess, in her, at least her 30s. And, and has achieved that. That's wonderful. Well done, Jamie, and doing it for a good cause as well. Now let's do this. We've been there for it all. Four and 20, Australia's original fan food. Now, the Dead Set Legends Play of the Week. Now, I have to explain this because... No, we'll need to turn that off just for a moment. Uh, Owen, I'm sorry. We've got to give this some context because we could play... One of the six million gold medals we won at the Com Games, which you know we usually pick a big moment, but this one's just funny. This is a second division English rugby league game, and an intruder breaks into the commentary box. <laughs> Enjoy. So we've just seen an error apiece here at Oddsall Stadium. Can you shoot this off? Echo this in you. Can you get out of here, please? No. Bradford are going to be awarded the scrum. Something kicking off here. Not sure what's going on. Do apologise. Blowing up about the air conditioning. Do apologise for this interruption. Just it's live radio. It's passionate. Stop pointing your finger at me. I do apologise for this. Don't work for them. I work for me. Off you go. No, you get it sorted. Get out. You touch me. I'm not going to touch you. I don't know why. Security, take you out. You touch me. You assaulted me. Oh, get out of here. Bradford in possession. Ten shy of the halfway line. You get that there's an intruder in the commentary box. There's an intruder in the commentary box. I can't speak. I love that. Oh, that's beautiful. All right. Don't you touch me. One, triple, three, five, three. Get in the queue, everybody. We all take a deep breath for Candice's quiz coming up next. If it happens on the field, in the change rooms, or the car park, Hear about it here. Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman, Candace Warner. Triple M Dead Set Legends. We've taken a massive risk by putting this so late in the show because if it goes forever, we can't throw to the midday show, but here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, they say knowledge is power. Well, plug me in and power me up. It's time on Triple M's Dead Set Legends for Candace's Quiz. All thanks to the great service, great brands, great value, now available in store and online at Bing Lee. Better living every day. See, that opener is taking extracting the urine, Candace. Oh, but you it. don't see it. No, no, you don't see that this is a stain on the program. I love but, that know. it's so cheesy. I just think it's the best. Great. People have said to me, it's so bad, it's good. Well, at least it's good. 
All right. Great brands, great service, great value. Now available in store and online at Bingley. Better living every day. You better explain how this works again, Candice, because it's so convoluted. Okay. So I'll be asking uh, Richard the, the first question, and then we've got Lockie on the line. So then Lockie will answer the next one. So it's me versus Lockie. It's you versus but Lockie. But I can't win. Well, you might be able to. So Dan no. sort of got angry last week. He was like, why do we have a phone a friend? It's not f- okay. Well, he, was, angry. he wasn't impressed with it. So just to make Dan happy, we're not going to have the phone a friend. Now. Okay. So well, this good, week I can sit out. I'm going to go get a coffee. Go on. Okay. Go. So, Lockie, are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. And you know how it works? You, you understand it? I think so. Okay. Well, well, I'll help you along the way. All right, Richard, you're first. Which Carlton player successfully had his too-much bump ban overturned at the appeals board on Thursday night? God, even I know that. Do you? Yeah. Well, go on. No, no, no. Go on. Uh, no, no, no. I no, don't no. know the answer to that. India. Crips. <laughs> yes, that's see, right, Dan. See, they, Why did you say that before they Because I'm not, I want this thing All right. over as quickly All as right. possible. All right. Lockie. Which female tennis star announced this week she'll oh, retire God. from tennis oh, after the US Open <laughs> to have more kids? Serena Williams. Yeah, yeah. Lockie. Can you at least pretend, Candice, it's a contest? I mean, we want <laughs> we want Lockie to win because yeah. we we want him to have the hundred dollar voucher. Yeah. But can you at least yeah, give Richard, the impression that we're... Richard makes out like he knows everything, so this should be easy for <laughs> yeah, him. Okay. okay, Richard, who did the young Matildas beat in the under twenties World Cup? Oh, yeah. <laughs> India. <laughs> Costa Rica. All right. Lockie, Obviously. if you get this question Obviously. right. Don't you say that, Lockie. You had no clue. If you get this question right, you win. Yeah. So, okay. how good. Yeah. Okay. All right. What Which Aussie golf star is said to join oh, the Live Golf? I'm, I'm not a huge golf guy. Oh, um, don't, don't build the tension, Lockie. Let him go. Just guess. Uh, Cam Smith. Yes. yes. Lockie, well you're a legend. You know what's great about Woo. that? It's all over in two questions. Well done. You get a $100 bing By the way, voucher. Can I just ask you, Lockie, are you a fan of the quiz? I may be the biggest fan of the quiz. Yes. Just as And I don't mind the opener either. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Lockie. You've already won. You've already won. You're not you're anything extra. What, no, was, what was my last question going to be, yeah. by Richard, the way? your last question is the Wallabies won against Argentina last weekend. What was the final score? Oh, India. Good. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> who was the Argentine breakaway or something? All right, well done, Lockie. Triple M, Dead Set Legends. The grievance is coming up. To finish off the show next. Make sure you're wearing protection because it's about to get rough. There it is, that's out. Triple M's Dead Set Legends with Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman and Candace Warner. Triple M Dead Set Legends. Now, this is Richard's special segment. I'm starting to think we should be contributors to it because I've got a beauty. Well, off you go. Well, I'll I'll just say it because it's pathetic, mine. I hate the new Ridge and the Bold and the Beautiful. He's old. (laughs) He's dirty. He's not fit. Ron Moss is the only rich. I, I, I like watching the 10 news because the first news, right? See, and and, and I, I often catch the last five minutes of Bold and the Beautiful. That new, and he's been the rich for five years or something, but he's terrible. See, this is why we don't let you do this. Thing, <laughs> yes. Right? This is why you're not involved. <laughs> okay, fine. My wife, Sally, who I love dearly, she's the master of passive aggression. Right? And she's got one thing she knows it annoys me, it really annoys me. And she just continues to do it like nothing's happening. She'll order a cup of coffee. Mm. It's like she's drinking it with an eyedropper. <laughs> this will go on 
for a cup of coffee for 30 minutes. Could be 45. And I finished mine after about six minutes. And she'll sit there, and I'm not allowed to leave. And she knows it's driving me insane. Is this at a cafe? Or is this a at a cafe, the... right. anywhere. Could be in a hurry to go somewhere. <laughs> she just... She likes being with you. No. She just likes watching me get more and more frustrated. <laughs> and there's nothing I can do about it because she's not really doing anything <laughs> wrong. Have it's... you brought this up with her? A thousand times. Well, I what... look at my watch. I stare off into space. <laughs> How does she have a coffee? Milk? Yes. So that thing is cold by the time she's done. Stone cold. <laughs> Good on you, Sally. That's it. We're going to go. If it happens on the field, in the change rooms, or the car park, hear about it here. Triple M's Dead Set Legends, Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman, Candace Warner.